What's up, everybody? It's Austin Rivers from the Minnesota Timberwolves. It's a new year, and I have a new podcast here at The Ringer, Off Guard, hosted by me and my guy, Pasha Hagigi. Austin and I go way back and talk so much hoop already that we figured it was time to fire up the mics and let you in on all of these conversations. Every week, Pasha and I will hit on the biggest stories happening in the league and get Austin's perspective of someone currently hooping in the NBA. Tap into Off Guard every Friday on The Ringer NBA Show feed on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian's software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Gold Open Question of the Week, Kaz. What's up, Shoes? Tonight is Raw 30. Yes. Um, there's going to be a lot of big wrestling legends in attendance. Hulk Hogan, The Undertaker, DX, mm. Ric mm. Flair. Uh, who else? Jerry the King Lawler, mm. Teddy Long, Ron Simmons, Kurt Ron Angle. Ron Simmons. Who would be your number one draft pick for a legend you want to see on Raw 30 <laughs> who's not currently scheduled to be on Raw 30? Wow, what a question. What a question. I almost wish I had more time to think on it, but because in the spirit of being the cold open question of the week, my number one legendary draft pick would have to be Repo Man. <laughs> <laughs> Repo Man is so tied in to my early days of wrestling watching. I don't think he's gotten the proper due. I think, you know what? Not even just Repo Man. You just need to just like, we always bring back the stars and the legends and the Hall of Famers. Like, they get enough love, right? Like, mm-hmm. we get it. Like, we're it's fine. There are so many jobbers. There are so many. The Brooklyn Brawler, Repo Man, uh, who else? Um, Mantar. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, the Gobbledygook. Like, if they just brought back all the guys who were just like, WWE superstar legends, not like superstars in a general term. I mean, like the actual show they used to show on Saturday mornings, like those guys, Barry Horowitz, you know what I mean? I I feel like we've had the raw anniversary show like 15 times in the past couple of years. Let's just do the, they should just celebrate superstars. Yeah. I was like, that wasn't the anniversary though. How many anniversaries do we get? It's okay. Well, anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll talk more about it when we, um, start the show. What's going on, jabronis? It's Pitch Mr. Perfect, Skylar Aston. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. This is Roast Battle Season 1 champion, Mike Lawrence. Husky, Steve Kazee. This is Trey Kirby. This is your girl, WWE superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hi, this is Lillian Garcia. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening to them. And you're listening you're to... Listening to and you are listening to... And listening you're listening to... You're listening to... You are listening to The Masked Man Show. 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 Welcome to The Masked Man, Mask Mondays with Kaz. How you doing, buddy? Doing good, Shoes. How about yourself, bro? Good, man. Producer Brian's here, too. Uh, right. Co-host of the new excellent show, Wednesday Worldwide. How you doing, Wednesday man? Wednesday Worldwide host. Love that. Let us out of that, Brian. Thank you. Thank Check you. it out here on the Ringer podcast now, the Ringer Wrestling Show feed. Um, we're a daily feed now. Check that out. Uh, a lot of big stuff happening this week. We got the Royal Rumble sneaking up on us. We're going to break down the entire card on Thursday. Mm. Um, but I want to talk about a couple of big WWE storylines today. I want to talk about Bray Wyatt, what's going on with Bray Wyatt? What's going on with the bloodline? Before we get there, though, gotta talk about the great Muda retirement match 
well, semi-retirement match. It is a magnificent and beautiful farewell tour where he gets to like retire as each of his person personas. Um, I'm sure Bray Wyatt's going to have like an 18 city retirement tour or someday where he gets to <laughs> put to bed each of his characters. But Muda and Sting and Darby Allen, like the with the right place, right time award of the century. Boy, uh, yeah, I mean, and he listen, he deserves it, whatever. But like that's just you know serendipity. Um, uh, had, they they teamed up and had just a, I mean. Am I just being overly generous to say it was just an absolute, just a hell of a match? I mean, it, it, I don't, he was, I mean, they, they wrestled against Hakushi, who non Japanese wrestling fans will recognize from his from WWE, WWE superstars. There you I go. I was a huge fan. Um, <laughs> Akira and Merfuji, but like it was a, it was just an incredible match. Hakushi got a lot of the big moments, um, for the uh, antagonist team. Um, but Sting looked great. Darby looked great. Muda, who looked pretty like worse for wear on the way out of the ring, looked pretty impressive from bell to bell. Oh, yeah. And afterwards. It was, I mean, what a fun match, man. I don't know exactly what to compare it to, but it was a perfect, it was a, well, my mind actually went, as I was watching it, went immediately to the Sting Triple H match from WrestleMania where they had all the, uh, like the schmozzy DX and NWO run-ins and everything. Mm -hmm. And every, and everybody still complains about the finish to this day. I don't know if there's a lot of like one-to-one corollaries, although there is the sort of like, you know, the two, you know, the the two headliners here can't carry the match. So we're going to schmoz it up obviously more so here than the other one. But, um, but no one's complaining about the finish in this match. I mean, what a great, what a cool match that was. Did you watch it? I got the clips. I didn't get to watch it live, but I saw like a good uh, clip, a good couple of clips of it. And I'll put it like this, man. Um, there's certain times where like wrestling just to, gets to be theater. And I think that's when it's the best, right? Like when yeah. it's not necessarily a title on the line, when it's not necessarily like, oh, we got to do this because on Monday we have that. Like when it's something that could just sort of just exist in its own sort of like world, that's where I always thought like pro wrestling was the best, right? You mentioned the Sting Triple H match that some people may love or hate. I love it just because it's a match you could just watch with no context and just be like, oh man, this is interesting. Oh snap, WCW, NWO, WWF, Monday Night Wars. Oh, okay, we're telling a whole story in one match, right? We're not necessarily worried about after or before. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I got from watching yeah. what I saw of this of this of this retirement match, and. In a weird way, I mean, I don't know if I'm doing anything crazy by saying this, but like, didn't it kind of make you want to see Great Muda in the Royal Rumble? <laughs> like, didn't it kind of, didn't it kind of say, you know what? If oh, he could man. do this, I mean, oh, don't do it, man. Hey, <laughs> man, like, it wouldn't shock me. Triple H is in charge. They already announced Cody. You said it yourself on last week's show. Announcing Cody gives you the opportunity to have more surprises and save more surprises. And would not shock me, would not shock me if we get a great Muda appearance. I mean, nothing is sacred, but he Muda retired after this match. And (laughs) would you rather retire like that, or would you rather come out to eight thousand? Kinji Muto, but I, I don't know. I mean, it probably won't happen. But I'm just, I'm just saying that would be sick. I'm just having. I'm guessing that all the fans in attendance in San Antonio would not immediately just like sit down and be like, "This is uh, this this goes against everything I believe in." He's formally retired. I can't cheer. I can't possibly cheer for this. No, I think Mm -hmm. people would probably lose their minds. So, yeah, that would be a great one. I don't even know. I don't even. I mean, he listen. He's been wrestling around forever. You know, it hasn't really been. It's not like he's been a guy that we ever talk about making up. You know, popping up in WWE. Mm -hmm. Um. I don't know who else would even be close to that level from that. I mean, era. here's my thing, right? Like they already Shinsuke got his moment, right, with him mm-hmm. in that awesome spot when he took the mist and put yeah. the mist back into him and stuff. Like wouldn't shock me. I mean, we haven't seen Shinsuke in a minute. You know what I mean? Like a, a nice Shinsuke reemergence would be cool. A Shinsuke great Muda moment at the Royal Rumble might be even cooler. I mean, 
Who knows? But it was an incredible match. Don't mean to take away from any of that. Um, I think Darby Allen is, uh, you said it, like the serendipitous award of the year, right? You know what I mean? Just right place, right time, right person, right guy to bump around for the old guys and a big enough name to draw in folks who may not have just watched a great Muda match with another Japanese star that they aren't readily, uh, you know, familiar with on the West. So, um, I thought it was cool, man. Like, I didn't get to see it in its entirety, but what I saw is what I love most about when pro wrestling is done at the right, in the right sort of way. And that is, let it be theater. Don't worry about what happened before. Don't worry about what happened after. Just these next 20 minutes is Mm -hmm. what's most important. And from what I saw from the clips, I obviously haven't seen it front to back, but I've seen the moments. I've seen the standout uh, uh, moments of that match. Watch it when you get a chance. And you got to give it the context. Yeah, watch the whole thing because it's it's so good. Even the entrances were just like, it put you in the moment. I swear to God, like Muda's entrance was like the least like hype entrance of the whole thing. Everybody, like it just felt like freaking clash of the titans by the time the match started it was uh, just such a cool vibe for the whole thing and i'm gonna end up contradicting myself here at some point but it felt like an appropriate use of blood of like significant bleeding and like (laughs) chewing on wounds and uh, you know everything else Uh, you know with the old guy matches sometimes you know you remember rick flair's latter day bouts blood becomes more of a crutch than an accent right um I just felt like an Gosh, don't I don't say know. Uh, I thought we 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 swore not to talk about that last Ric Flair. Match. I'm not even talking about the last one. I'm talking about dude, like the oh, TNA just, days when he was just like he came to the ring with red face paint on. I felt like I don't know. I, I mean, it was bonkers. But anyway, um, let's talk uh, a little bit about Raw 30, and then I want to talk about some stories that are not just uh, it's just strictly confined to one match. Um, mm. we'll, we'll get there. Uh, raw 30s tonight. It's a big deal. As we said in the opener, it feels like we managed to hit a raw birthday party, uh, <laughs> about every four to five months. Um, really? I guess if this is it. the 30th anniversary of raw. That's a pretty big deal. Also, I'm just getting old. So like raw 25 <laughs> feels like it was yesterday and I know it's, you know, not, um, a <laughs> couple of things that are going on on this show. There apparently will be a DX reunion of some sort, as these shows always have. Um, the, re- the reunion from four months ago, or however long it was, it wasn't that long ago. They just had yeah, a reunion at Barclays, weren't we there? <laughs> they yeah, should well. just have. They should send the documentary team backstage and following everybody other, around with cameras, so we can see <laughs> like Triple H and X Pac interact with each other and not have anything to say. <laughs> you know, it's just like, so how's everything? Oh, the same. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's I it. Guess it. Hit the music. Break it down. How? I mean, does DX, does a DX reunion, and we just saw one, but does a DX reunion pop you in a general sense? Like, is that the best use of Shawn Michaels and Triple H on a show like this? Sure. Like that's that's the most appropriate answer. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Like we'll we'll do the suckets. We'll do the we're too old for these jokes. Like I think the joke is like they're it kind of in on the joke now, right? Like yeah. you know, it's a group about anti-establishment youth, and they have become the established old guys. Yeah. Right. So I get it. They're in the joke. Still, they should I mean, just do a throwback. They should, if they really want to have fun with it, they should just have Sean and Triple H come back. Do it. Do, do a. Do an original DX reunion. Mm-hmm. Shout outs to China and and Ravishing Rick Rude, who are obviously not with us anymore. <laughs> yeah. But just have Sean and and Triple H come out and just cut a promo, <laughs> cut a total, cut a workshop promo on Vince. <laughs> Uh, like the old days, and just watch the entire world melt. That would hey, be- I mean, it, honestly, now that you mention it, it wouldn't shock me if they like Said some mentioned something. I think I think they talk Vince tonight. Like I think they're gonna mention him tonight. You know, like I time think for another gonna, state of the union. Is that what yeah, you're saying? Like not even maybe not a state of the union, but like they love to, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge when, when they're on. Cause they don't really have a script. They don't have shit to do. Like, you know, they're me and Road Dog were having weed jokes at Barclays Center. I mean, like they're pretty loose when it comes to these things. But uh it would not shock me 
if there's a Vince uh, joke tossed in Yeesh. here or there. And I don't know how well that's going to be received <laughs> in that Philly crowd tonight. Because, man, uh, well, all right, so I'll, I'll take it a step further. What if Vince came out? It's Raw 30. Like, it is his baby at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And let me tell you something. As much as us internet fans like to feel about whatever, in that Wells Fargo Center, if no chance in the hell drops, they're gonna pop. <laughs> like, well, they're, they're gonna pop if they hear his music come out. Like, would you be like, given everything that's that's transpired in the past few weeks, past few months, given all the the, the accusations and the lawsuits and this that. Third, coming back, selling the company, not selling the company creatively. Would it really bother you that much if Vince did what he did the last time he was out? He came in, waved. Well, it's gonna be a great show. Yeah. Then now, together forever, and leave. He kind of. It would probably bother me. I mean, it would. It would bother me. Here's the thing. I do think. I do the, think that given some distance and and whatever, like there will be, it is appropriate to sort of appreciate him for what he's given to us. What he the, the all the I just don't he know, us over the years. How do you sell? How do you celebrate thirty years of a show that he created without him, and knowing that he's back and knowing that he's there? I mean, you could do it, but if he if he popped out and wave to the people or did something if he's on his uh if he's the Walmart greeter now I just think they always say Vince <laughs> has to sort of be convinced to get out in front of the crowd these days you know like he's not like dying he hasn't been dying to do it the past few times yeah yeah and if the you know Triple H is still running creative as far as we know and the most recent reports have said that it's because Vince knows that it's important for for morale for locker room morale to for Triple H to keep that job if he's that, if he has any modicum of self awareness, he's not showing up on TV. <laughs> Although, you know, weirder things have happened. Weirder um, things have happened. It wouldn't. It, I'm just saying, it's probably not impossible at this point. You know what I'm saying? Like, it would not shock me. Yeah. Also, though, like 30s, like barely a birth, barely a party, right? I mean, I guess it's a big <laughs> deal if you if you turn 30, but 25 is big. Then you got to like take a break for a minute. I feel like. Yeah. I'm, Um, like 30 is the birthday where like people stop throwing you big parties right like once you hit 30 it's like all right i guess you do celebrate 30 and then we're doing doing by 40 the someone throws you a 40th birthday party but it's sort of ironic right it's just like man don't worry we'll be back here in two (laughs) weeks for raw 40 uh (laughs) celebrating (laughs) i'm sure it'll come that quickly the um there's rumors that hogan's gonna open the show i don't know if they've announced that uh (laughs) <laughs> Brian was talking to me before we came on air about Hogan's early appearances on Raw before the Monday Night Wars. Can um, we just what, one last thing before we get into Hogan? Isn't it hilarious how like he has a possibility of opening a show that he was barely on? That's what I was about to say. <laughs> day, like, His most significant moment in, in in Raw history might be the finger poke of doom when he <laughs> when he like you know ended when he like you know functionally the tide turned you know everyone was watching Mick Foley I mean and they turned... he did rock run rock over with the truck I was about to say no like, I know I there, I were, there were there were la- later act things but I'm a Brutus beefcake mark so when Hogan came <laughs> Wait, to save that, the day are you serious yeah I've never yeah. heard those words in succession before <laughs> A Brutus Beefcake Mark. I've never heard sure, that before. I'm not sure life. Brutus Beefcake would call himself a Brutus Beefcake Mark. <laughs> Wait a second. Were you were you a Brutus Beefcake? You're much younger than me, but were you a Beefcake fan? Like, like, are you a fan of Beefcake Singles work? Like when he had the, the, the you know hedge clippers? As a child, it was the hedge clippers, which I thought was scissors, and the fact he had cool music to me. So and he had his music was pretty strut. cool. His music right. was pretty well, cool. He had a little bit of a, a little. I didn't. I did not realize until, I'm sure I've talked about it on the show. I didn't realize until like the past, I don't know, five years. It did not. It did not crystallize in my mind that his mm-hmm. he was initially supposed to have a like a Chippendales gimmick, like mm-hmm. prior to being the barber, he was Brutus Beefcake, and he was like a male stripper, and I. I never, I never realized it as a kid, which is, by the way, probably an argument for 
well, either that I shouldn't have been watching or that it doesn't matter what kids watch because they just make their own sense of things. But, <laughs> you know, the whole like exposed pieces of leg and butt and, and the, <laughs> you know, the bow tie or the bow tie, I mean, very Chippendales, you know, and that's and apparently someone uh, purportedly that was a, it was a Linda McMahon idea. Um, but, you know, it's if swiftly became the barber. Yeah. And then he started cutting off little pieces of people's hair. And all I could talk to my friends about once we got past the kayfabe stuff was how much it, how much someone would have to pay you to cut off a piece of your hair. Um, but yeah, I, I, I was bef- when he teamed up with Hogan. Mm-hmm. That was that was the end of Hulkamania for me. I could not have mm-hmm. been less interested in that. And that apparently <laughs> is one of your defining moments in in your wrestling fandom. Yeah, I was six years old. I remember going to school and being upset that they didn't win the tag titles. But on the same time, I was happy that Hogan won the world championship at WrestleMania 9. Yeah. This is hilarious. <laughs> Which a lot of people hate. But I WrestleMania can't... 9 is like one of my top 10 favorite WrestleManias. You were, <laughs> yo. But in all fairness, of the first ten, I mean, I don't. <laughs> well, see, how many WrestleManias? What are we talking about? So because like, I, I, I love Caesar's Palace just just as much as the next guy, but holy I, hell, I can't watch really? it out of my childhood because, like, so that was the first WrestleMania my parents ordered for me. Okay, I can so see that. I can see that. I recorded it, and when '97 they got rid of cable, and I always talk about I have a five, five famous tapes. And WrestleMania 9 was one of them. So because I didn't have cable, I couldn't stay up to date with wrestling. I forgot that Shotgun Saturday Night was on. I would watch WrestleMania 9 and 11, which I would admit 11 was bad. WrestleMania 9 is still great to me. Yeah, but- I mean, yeah compared to 9, <laughs> yeah. I mean, compared to 11, 9 is like, you know, seven-star classic. Right <laughs> exactly. And, and uh, Royal Rumble 96, watching Shawn oh Michaels go back to back. Time out. And Let's like <laughs> wait. The like, only good thing about Brutus Beefcake and Hulk Hogan teaming up was that <laughs> the Mega Powers and the uh, you know whatever all all the other previous tag teams, and you can put Savage and Warrior in mm-hmm. there too, and whatever that they were they they were unstoppable, right? The Mega Powers against the Twin Towers or whatever it was dumb. Like no one thought that those two they they had to fake that the heels were bad were good enough to beat them. I can't so I guess with beef two... with beefcake you can you conceivably have Hogan lose a tag match because he's got a shitty partner, but like <laughs> I don't. But it's that's the only defense. Uh, it's uh, there was so that was the beginning. It talked about the finger times. broke of doom. That was <laughs> that the was beginning. The that was the beginning of Hogan's like Hogan's buddy system becoming the like the organizing the like the organizing principle of pro wrestling. And Bro, and, it, and that and that it, that contributed to the end of WCW. I remember I my mother feelings being hurt when it was revealed on Clash of the Champions that Beefcake was the masked man, even though he was the Zodiac or yeah. well, Ed Leslie. Yeah. We'll just call him Ed Leslie. And so I was like, Ma, it was Beefcake. He was the one that attacked Hogan. She was like, they were like brothers. Why would that <laughs> That's hilarious. I'm First of all, I can't think of two WrestleMania endings that have aged worse than <laughs> 9 and 11. Like, it's, it's no surprise that they're both WrestleMania 9 and 11 because they're both disasters. <laughs> like, 9, you end it with Bret Hart getting salt in his eye and then Hulk Hogan getting just thrown into the main event. Like, Bret Hart going out like an absolute bitch and be like, Hulk, you shave me. I can't cheat. Go hand them all night work. And then he goes and wins the title. Do you remember what? fucking awful. Do you remember WrestleMania 11? You got Diesel and Shawn Michaels. And it's like, we got no, I mean, gosh, no Lord knows how much I love Kevin Nash. But it's like, yeah, we got a generational talent in Kevin Nash. Uh, You know what? Let's just just end this in the schmaz. (laughs) <laughs> with Pamela Anderson. And let's just go with Lawrence Taylor and Bam Bam Bit. Like, holy moly. Those are endings that if they happened this year, could you imagine? What would be what would be the 2023-2024 equivalent of the WrestleMania 9 and WrestleMania 11 endings, right? Like, that would basically be like it's rock, it's Cody versus Roman in in uh in uh in LA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cody loses by getting like kneed in the balls or something, or gets I don't know, gets a uh, bloodline salt in his face or whatever. He's walking up the aisle. The Rock comes out. 
I didn't even know The Rock and Cody were friends. And all of a sudden, it's like, hey, man, what's going on? Go get on? the belt. Go get go, the belt. Go beat him up. And Hulk's looking around like, should I do it? Should I do it? Should I? Like, that's that's something like, man. As a child, though, you send the fans no, I get, I, Trust me, I, I get it. I get it. It speaks to just how much motherfuckers loved Hulk Hogan back then. Mm-hmm. Like, all he did was just stand there and look at the crowd like, oh, Hogan, me? I, hey, I, sure? As I always say, Hogan was a heel. His entire <laughs> career, Hogan was a heel. From his in-ring style to the way he treated his friends. Like, he scratched he was, back he to was right eyeballs. Like, Dude, he, he won the title with like by choking the sheik with the <laughs> flag. I mean, he, like, you know, he, he was such a heel. Um, he took Macho Man's girl. Like, what are we he's doing? And he did all the t- all the stories that they, whenever they're just like, you know, they're trying to tell the story that Macho Man before him it was Paul Orndorff were like were like out of their mind. You know, like like how like how could they how could they get so off- offended by what Hogan's doing? If you go back and watch it, like Ho- they should have been offended. Hogan wasn't dick. Like <laughs> <laughs> completely justified. Um, oh, you, by the way, God. do you remember the time that that um, that uh, Brutus Beefcake shut down the Boston subway system? For a head because the anthrax scare. Do you remember? Do you know the story, Brian? What? Your favorite. Nah. Your favorite. Ra- in two thousand four. Your boy, Brian. Remember, in two thousand. Your boy. In two thousand four, right after the anthrax scares in New York or all over the country, the Boston subway system got shut down because someone found a, a what they thought was a bag of anthrax in like the 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 ticket takers booth. I'm gonna mess up this story. <laughs> um, but 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 basically, like someone found the anthrax, they shut down the whole subway system. It turns out that it was th- it was not anthrax; it was a bag of cocaine, and it belonged <laughs> to Brutus Beefcake, aka Ed Leslie, who was working at the Boston subway system at the time. Oh my god! Ooh. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, sorry guys, that's my that's my cocaine. Like, <laughs> actually, this isn't. Oh, there there's that there. I was looking for that. Like, I can imagine. I can, I can imagine how that conversation goes. Right. It's like Brutus Beefcake just gets to work. He's like, oh man, what's going on here? <laughs> he's all disheveled because he hasn't had his morning Coke. <laughs> and he's just looking around. She's like, so crazy. What the hell's going on here? And turns Crap, out, there's anthrax. Yeah, we found a bag of anthrax. Oh my God, that's Sarah. But where was it? It was right on your desk. <laughs> right like, next oh. to your coffee. Someone Brutus must have really like, have it in for you. <laughs> I would love to see it dawning on him. That'd be oh so my god, that would be. I'll pay. That was his best gimmick. That. that the <laughs> subway worker was his best gimmick. <laughs> By the way, subway worker totally, totally respectable job. It's Incredible so, job. It's needed. I, yeah, I hope so. Like I know all these guys have much better ways of making money now. You can just sell autographs and go to signings and do whatever. But. Uh, if I was just a really rich wrestling fan who had like a company, I would just hire every ex wrestler. Just there's <laughs> got to be just whatever, whatever job, you know. I mean, just mm-hmm. like come work in my like phone center. I'll pay you more money than I, you know, than you deserve. Uh, that, that I think that's the way to do it. That's or just so that's what funny. Conrad's Conrad's eventually just going to start paying people like just full like giant salaries just to stand at his house, you know, <laughs> just to be present. Um, anyway, what were we talking about? We got here <laughs> raw thirty. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. That's it what is funny. About. It is funny that he's going to be opening the show, or that he's going to be playing a big role. But they got, you know, they they got to have all these big stars. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience—the formula for winning championships—is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. There is a rumor that The Undertaker, well, I won't even go in. I don't know if I buy that rumor, but The Undertaker is going to be involved too. The Undertaker is in an interesting spot because he's, has he made a big on-screen appearance since he since he, since his uh, Hall of Fame? <laughs> 
I feel like his render is kind of telling, right? Like, did you see his render? Yeah. For like, uh, it's like he has his Undertaker, like it's like darkness in the front, party in the top, right? Like he has like... <laughs> he's got a backwards <laughs> baseball cap on? He's got his backwards baseball cap on for like his badass era. But he's also got like the long like Undertaker trench evil jacket on at the same time so it's like it looks like he has multiple undertaker jackets on like he's it's like he went to the undertaker exhibit from wwe access and right. just like tried a bunch of stuff on so, and, and like then he, he and did, then he grabbed a commemorative cap on the way out the door and he did an episode of sneaker shopping today with joe Puma, right so it's just like is he gonna be like podcast undertaker like is he gonna come in like basically like a guy who listens to the rogan show or is he gonna be all like eyes in the back of his head type of stuff. I don't know. That I'm interested in now. Like I hope now, he, yeah. I hope we get I hope we get Maga Taker. Like I mean, because he's Ma- been one man show Undertaker. I mean that's his main that's his is you're and there's no recordings of it obviously. You're not no. allowed to record or whatever, but his one man show is sort of like how we know him. Now I guess you know they kind of they do protect that. Yo, he, but he's got shtick though, man. Like I've I've I see I've seen a little bit of the the one man show. I saw uh him on Rogan. I see them on like sneaker shopping today and i'm like gosh for a guy who's played a dead dude for like 30 years like he's got shtick like yeah. let him talk a little bit let him just kind of be like a, a you know like those all those documentaries that he's done and you know all the stuff he did with a and e like i'd love for him to just come out and just be a dude <laughs> you know what i mean and like not necessarily uh be in full you know it's the most protected character in the history of wrestling it would be really cool to kind of see him just be mark calloway Tonight, and just be like, hey, hey, guys, you know, I'm just, uh, just hanging. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, it would be, it would be interesting to see what they do because also, I mean, it's not like he's going to be wrestling at WrestleMania, presumably. Yeah, don't but say at this that point, too loud. <laughs> yeah, at this point, we're, there's rumors of The Rock, there's rumors of Stone Cold. You know, what? What if the Undertaker declares for the Royal Rumble tonight? Oh, <laughs> what if one of those, one of those guys is definitely declaring? One of them. There's too many. I saw a rumor that there was, and this is not, this is the most unsourced thing ever. This is probably like a comment on a Reddit thread, but I saw somebody suggest that they had discussed a rock, a rock Austin stare down within the rumble. Oh, don't, don't. I mean, they're, they are. First of all, I don't, there's no way that's going to happen. How are you, how on earth can you book a rumble if with both those guys in it? I don't know how the, both those guys would show up to it's be been in the done Rumble together. Could do, I mean, listen. No, I know Austin, it's been done before, but like, if you have, if you're trying to put, a, if you're trying to organize WrestleMania matches for those two guys, mm-hmm. then that's basically your entire Rumble. Nothing else can happen, right? I mean, that you can have. I mean, it, it, whatever it's going to take to to put those two guys over is like that's 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 a whole that's the whole thing. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. Um, but and also one of them has to lose, you know. Like, I guess you could just say that's the storyline. But like, I mean, it's not, it's not a big deal for Austin, right? So if The Rock wins, he gets Roman Reigns, blah blah blah. It's not a big deal for Austin to lose to set up whatever his WrestleMania thing is going to be. But do you think Austin's going to be willing to lose the Rumble and a Rumble where The Rock is winning the Rumble? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I think of we'll all see. the. I think of all the surprises, though. I think the Austin. Rumor is probably the most likely. Like I think for the you rumble, know, yeah. Like what about I think for Raw Thirty, shouldn't he be the main guy on Raw Thirty? Eh, I don't know. I don't know. I think I think there's enough names there where you, you'll be fine. But for he Monday is night. Monday Night Raw. He's he the is most. He's the most Monday, Monday Night Raw. Like yeah. he's him and like Triple H are probably <laughs> appeared in the in the most uh in the I, most uh episodes of Monday Night Raw. No, or Randy Orton or something like that. Yeah, I mean, he, there's nobody bigger. There's no, there's nobody that's more The Rock. I mean, there's nobody that's more Monday Night Raw than Stone Cold Steve Austin. Except, I mean, you could argue for The Rock, but it, it's it's Austin. It's it's a 100 percent Austin. SmackDown's The Rock. It would be show. more fitting. It would the most fitting thing to do would be for all these legends to be in the ring, than for Austin to come out the end and stun all of them, <laughs> like and just see you guys later. That would be totally reasonable. For sure. Um, I mean, anyway. hell, if he if he comes in, stuns everybody. And throws them all over the top rope and then declares himself for the Royal Rumble. Then I'm like, oh, had no problem throwing out all these old guys. It might be a little harder <laughs> on Sunday or Saturday. There's also going to be, um, I think LA, LA Knight is supposed to be here. I want to talk about this LA Knight uh, Bray Wyatt feud. And also, we definitely are getting the trial of Sami Zayn. 
tonight. Mm. It's a big deal. It's, it's a kind big of a deal. big deal. Just for the record, before we put a pin in this, the, is the answer, is your answer to the cold open question of the week this week, uh, Brian, is it is it Brutus the Barber Beefcake? <laughs> is it, would he be the legend you would most like to see appear on Monday Night Raw? Facts. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta hear the music. <laughs> Golly. <laughs> you are the only Brutus the Barber Beefcake, Mark, in, in, in existence. Look, when he got inducted in the Hall of Fame, I remember I had bought a grill that day. And I was putting together the grill in the driveway. And oh, you said a grill like a barbecue, not like Nelly grills. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm like, like there's a Brutus on the teeth? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> no. But when, his, when he, it came time for his induction, everything had to stop. I told the kids, y'all got to be quiet because Brutus is going in the Hall of Fame. That's real. You can, That's why real. don't you play Brutus's music as your themed music on the Ring of Wrestling show <laughs> across the channels? There we and go. I'm, I think it's okay because honestly, I don't think anybody at WWE would even notice that that <laughs> they would not recognize the song if they listened to it. I think it'd be fine. Um, uh, although I could sing it right now, I'm not. I'm not acting like nobody knows it. Anyway, so the trial of uh, Sami Zayn. So um, I want to do a little check in on these two things. The same on these two storylines. The the bloodline storyline has been going for a long time, and I'm not going to go through the ins and the outs of the whole thing. But it goes all the way back to Jey Uso being the odd man out, you know, and him wrestling Roman Reigns and everything. Obviously, it goes back initially to Roman Reigns, quote unquote, turning heel and joining forces with Paul Heyman. And there was the Jey Uso thing. Then Jimmy came back. Then their little buddy Sami Zayn starts hanging around. Then Solo Sokoa. And it gets the whole storyline is is simple, but also deeply involved. The character work has been amazing. One of my favorite matches of the past. 10 years is that Roman Reigns Jey Uso match where Roman just narrated the entire thing like mm. just like they just it was he just talked I mean that's I, one of the most incredible performances and um, and so anyway this it's all been building over the past little bit there's been some tension between Sami Zayn and the Usos and and, and now with Roman obviously back and forth um, uh, of late, Roman has been feuding with Sammy's erstwhile best friend, Kevin Owens, and that has created a whole new level of tension. Um, and then on Friday night, Roman does not want to fist bump Sammy when he gets out of the limo. Um, and he's treating him, you know, uncomfortably. And then the show ends with a contract signing, maybe the greatest WWE contract signing of all time because it was short and served a purpose. Um, but Roman was waiting, sitting in the chair in the ring to get the contract signed. He asked Sammy to, I believe, take care of the cars. Is that right? Make sure the cars were gassed up or whatever, ready to go. And Kevin Owens comes in, uh, beats everybody to a pulp, including Roman Reigns, who gets a pop-up powerbomb through the table. Then mm -hmm. Kevin Owens signs the contract, uh, walks, uh, Sammy Zayn runs in at the last second. They sort of have a stare down from a distance. And then Sammy's left standing over a fallen Roman Reigns because he didn't get there in time to save him. And then now, the trial of Sami Zayn begins. The seeds are certainly being planted for the end of the Sami Zayn bloodline uh, relationship. And of course, spoiler alert, there have been widespread rumors that KO and Sammy versus the Usos is in pencil for WrestleMania. We should fantasy book this one this week. We On, fan on the Fantasy Slam on, on the Thursday show. Um, but just in terms of, I don't want to look too far into the future. Did I get most of that right, Brian? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I think that the biggest question, well, you, Kaz, have been a proponent or, you know, have, been, have argued that Sammy needs to be in the main event at WrestleMania. And I uh, understand that case. I think there's a very reasonable question as to whether, I mean, about how, Sammy is so, so over right now mm -hmm. that him splitting up from that group is going to make him the top baby face in the company um, by a lot of measures. And, and, and I think that they're in this place of doing a really, really precarious dance right now um, yeah. and, and, and extricating him. But it does feel like we're formally moving towards the end of an era. Well, how are you feeling about the story that they're telling? I love it. I've loved it for a long, long time. And I feel like anytime, every year now, it seems like, or every other year, you got Kofi Mania, you got Yeslemania, 
there's always like some mid Carter, lower Carter person when you get that opportunity that sort of like rises from relative obscurity. And I think, and granted, Kofi Mania meant more to me personally because I feel like I, I, I got to see it up close and personal and obviously all the cultural significance of it. Yeslemania, probably more mm-hmm. emotionally invested as far as like, you know, wow, I've never seen a guy like this, this, wow, Brian Danielson, like the indie, like darling is really this guy. Like, wow, that was probably mm-hmm. cool. There's an opportunity that like pulling the trigger on Sammy at WrestleMania could probably trump both of those things just because of how well the story's been told. Um, I mean, Yeslemania made was was cracking because I really feel like it started at that SummerSlam, you know what I mean, uh-huh. where he, where he beat Cena and the Authority storyline really started to take off. And uh, well, Kofi's was a lot more serendipitous because of injury and fan reaction and who it was, and it just made more sense. This right here, and I guess starting with the trial of Sami Zayn, is going to really tell a lot on like how far I think they're going to take this, right? I think yeah, one thing they, I I just can I I just want to say one thing. Okay, go ahead. I agree with everything that you've said, but there has to be something. You, you we have to mention how relatively singular Danielson was at the time yes. of the Yes movement. Yes, not of just in terms of his star power, which is un uh, unfathomable, but also in terms of like, like there wasn't anything else going on. Yeah. Right. It wasn't like, like okay. So, you know, there was the the rumble where famously like Rey Mysterio got booed because he wasn't Brian Danielson. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean that like that 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 happened. Right. I mean, and, and people obviously chose to boo Batista because he wasn't Brian Danielson. You know, in that uh, leading up to that WrestleMania and during that WrestleMania. Um, but I do think it's a different point of comparison. I do think that that The Rock and even Cody Rhodes are more palatable to WWE fans and certainly more interesting compared to Sami Zayn than Daniel Bryan was compared to the field. You know what I mean? Like he mm. like he was so far rem- he was so much more interesting and more compelling than the next choice. And WWE seemed completely oblivious to it, which made it even worse, right? right. I don't know. I mean, it's it, it's it's a tough call, and I do think it's going to be. Um, I do think it's going to be. I, I don't. I don't know what they're going to do. I do think it's. I do think it's close enough that like reality may intercede with whatever the plans are. Um, it's it's happened before, and it well, wouldn't Bri- shock so, me. So, so interesting note just on the timing by Brian Alvarez. I think it was today. He mm. said, "The re- I mean, you, you have to have the you have to have the turn." basically happen on t- tonight. Like you have to solidify the Sami Zayn is getting kicked out by like before the rumble in his mind. Um, because you, well, because you have to basically like establish what Sami Zayn is going to be doing at WrestleMania before you set up what's at, what's going to happen with Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. If they're not going to be Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, you have to already silo Sammy off before we get there. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like if fans are if if fans have any reason to hope that Sami Zayn is going to be in a WrestleMania main event, if you drag the storyline out, then it's going to make the Rumble really precarious because you could see people booing Ro- Cody Rhodes. You know, you could see uh, that would be amazing if I mean, The Rock hey. got booed and is again after getting booed with Roman all those years ago. I mean, it, but, it's it's messed up because it's like, all right, well, okay. Not sure if Sammy's going to do the Rumble. So, like, you got to keep him out of it, I guess, right? Just to avoid something like that. But if he's in the Rumble now, now it's like, who's going to get more cheered than he is? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I almost, I could almost How do you see get him world, out of the Rumble? I could almost see a world where, like, Cody is a heel world champion. So this is what I, I pitch Cody as a heel. You I did, think Cody is a yeah. heel. Yeah, but is the, is the way to go. And and you could have Cody versus Sammy, Cody versus have, Sammy. Yeah. yeah, like to just sideline him or something. But yeah. how do you get him out of the rumble? I mean, like it's like like listen, if they put the title match before the rumble and somehow had Sammy like get catastrophically injured during the Kevin Owens 
uh, Roman Reigns match, even then that would make people think he's going to make a triumphant return and be number 30 in the Rumble. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the Rumble is such a, is, is like such a. Oh gosh, I think it just hit me. What? I think it just hit me. All right, boom, here we go. Okay, so trial of Sami Zayn happens, right? Tonight's the night he gets dumped, right? He gets, mm-hmm. he gets Festival of Friendship, right? Right. Comes back at Royal Rumble. Tries his best to help Kevin Owens win the championship. Gets shit canned. Gets the crap beat out of him. Sammy returns later tonight. Wins the Royal Rumble. <laughs> Goes Are you up fantasy against, booking now? <laughs> I'm fantasy booking right now. He, 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 right. he just gets shit canned and just like... Not even, like, dominating, like, wins the Royal Rumble. Like, just goes in trying to, like, cause fucking havoc. And, like, in some way, shape, or form, he ends up the last man standing. Like, probably... You bring Cody, you bring Rock, you bring Austin, you bring all those stars. And then somehow, someway, he's the guy I love standing. Just, like, looking, like, perplexed. Like, holy shit. Like, I'm going to take on the Tribal Chief now. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Elimination Chamber. Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Where it's rumored that Sammy versus Roman will be the main event. Right. I think maybe he gets, you know, what's 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 the word? He gets gaslit by Roman Reigns to you know what, you won the Royal Rumble. You got you never have a better chance than this. WrestleMania's the biggest. It's in LA, it's in the Hollywood. That's that's a crazy stage for you, Sammy. He's like but you're going to be in Montreal. You'll be home. That's your, your WrestleMania. This that's is your, your WrestleMania. Yeah. Wouldn't you want to go into WrestleMania as the champ? Put your, put your Royal Rumble opportunity on the line at, in Montreal, right? Put your WrestleMania opportunity on the line in Montreal. Does that. Comes painfully, painstakingly close, but eventually loses, right? Then you could still do... You could still do uh, Usos versus Sammy and KO. You could still get your Cody. You could still get to Cody Rock Roman somehow. But I think Roman. you got to use Roman's ability to gaslight people in the bloodline, to gas Sammy up, to give up his rumble opportunity earlier than he has to. Yeah, that So makes then sense. everybody gets what they want. Cody Rock Roman, you could still get there somehow. You know what I mean? You could still turn Cody heel. So you're saying Sammy? Okay. I, well, someone. I, I like the idea of the of Romans kind of putting the whole bloodline in the Rumble and saying, "Go get it for me," because I don't want to have to wrestle whoever. Right? Yeah. 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 I can um, see that. <clears throat> and that is interesting. I, I like that. I like that storytelling. I have a whole fantasy booking thing for this. I'll save it for Thursday. But um, it's going to be interesting to watch the trial tonight and to watch people's reaction to it. I think that they're telling the story pretty deliberately, and I think that there's a lot. I think that it's. Um, I think that there's a way that they could do it. I actually like the way that you pitched it a lot. Hey, I think man. that I think it's a I think that's a really good idea. You can do um, it. It'll work. <laughs> yeah. Well, should I just do tell you mine right now? Because mine's because hey. mine's really because mine's really bi- well. Maybe Brian can get us the music. Let's but, get a but, Monday but, fantasy slam. Fan- listen, <laughs> mine's just very basic. I haven't fleshed it out. But this, but it go. But I basically like fantasy booked this a hundred times before, so it's not like I'm giving away some stroke of brilliance. But. You got Sammy, however they get there, Rumble or otherwise. Sammy versus Roman, main event, elimination chamber, right? Nobody thinks Sammy Zayn is going to win this match. So you raise the stakes to it a ridiculous degree to make it seem like, well, that would be crazy if they, now I'm really confused, make it a title versus career match, right? Straight up on the line. Roman Reigns wins decisively. Sammy Zayn is cooked walks out with his head his his head hung all throughout the match whatever kevin owens tries to interfere to help his buddy but is you know stopped by the usos we basically just like spin kevin owens off into a one man versus two usos feud right leading up to wrestlemania Sami Zayn is fired kevin owens maybe test drives test drives some different partners but he has but we go into wrestlemania for the usos versus kevin owens and mystery partner and then at wrestlemania Ole 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 hits and Kevin Owens <laughs> and El Generico yes. kill the Usos. But I, I, but I'm but that but that kind of leapfrogs over the question of like if Roman just like squashes Sami Zayn at Elimination Chamber, give him a good match, like beats him decisively. What are the, how are the fans gonna react? I don't know. It's it's whew, 
It'll be it's interesting. Gotta, I'll, put, I'll put it like this, man. Roman Reigns beat the crap out of Jey Uso so bad. Jey Uso became a de facto top babyface in SmackDown for a long time. You can do it. You definitely do it. It's mm-hmm. got to be decisive, though. It's got to be like murder, death, kill version of Roman Reigns where he's beating you up. He's talking to the crowd. He's talking yeah. to you. He's talking to everybody. You know what I mean? Like, you could definitely do it, you know? But there's a way. There's a way. I yeah. guess we'll see. We'll see where the chips fall tonight, man. I think we're going to learn a yeah, lot it's about gonna be the, interesting. the road to mania. Uh, the other storyline, I mean, that's one that I think probably gets up close to a 100% approval rating with the fans, <laughs> right? I mean, some people, are, I think there's people are now asking the questions about Sami Zayn. The people are, people are preemptively asking the questions about what happens if Roman Reigns is still the double, the champ champ after WrestleMania. There have been rumors they're going to split up the titles prior to WrestleMania. So that's a whole nother element of this whole thing. Who knows? Who knows? But uh, but for the the way they've been telling the story on its ter- on on the terms that it presents for itself, it's just been amazing. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H track all wheel drive and three row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. I'm not going to say on the other hand, um, because I'm not because I'm not sure that I have any problem with it either. But there have been a lot more fan questions raised about the Bray Wyatt storyline. I said the Bray Wyatt LA Knight storyline as we go into this bla- uh, blackout, mm. pitch black, pitch, pitch black. 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 Dude, I'm sorry. Well, Do we need to edit that or just, we're not sponsored by Mountain Dew or WWE, so I think it's okay. We're going to try it on Wednesday Worldwide, live on the show. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, you're going to do a taste test? <laughs> yeah. Amazing. That's a that's great content. Sounds, Everybody listen to that. That sounds um, incredible. <laughs> uh, okay. So, Bra- the Bray Wyatt storyline. Um, it's not as complicated. It's not as dense as it might feel. Right, I mean, it's 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 pretty straightforward. Um, uh, all the way back in September, the White Rabbit music started playing. You know, and like in those like in those like YouTube, I mean, like uh, Twitter videos and stuff. Like when the you know the house shows and 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 the QR code started popping up, and you know, all of a sudden, you know, there's all this like viral marketing. We don't know exactly what it is, but we all sort of quickly decide quickly enough decide that it's Bray Wyatt. Um, and then at the end of um, Extreme Rules in Philly. Uh, he made his big appearance, came out, and and I believe this part is often sort of left out of the retelling of the story. But he made his first appearance in an Uncle Howdy mask, right? So then took it off on his way to the ring. That was indeed an Uncle Howdy mask, right? There's no other way to interpret that. And then, and then uh, came out the next night and sort of did the the work shoot, sort of I'm just a Wyndham Rotunda promo. I'm just a dude. Um, and then, uh. Uh, and then he gets starts getting interrupted by this like Uncle Howdy character from backstage. Um, and then later on, he attacks LA Knight backstage and he says, Oh, was it me? Oh, it was me. It was Uncle Howdy, blah, 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 blah. And then they eventually they they announce a pitch black match. Oh, along the way, uh, Uncle Howdy showed up in person and did the Sister Abigail on Bray Wyatt, right? So Ms. Uncle Howdy is a, is a physical being of some sort. Um, and uh oh and then on friday night um 
LA Knight came out to cut a promo and um and yeah. and was and, <laughs> and was interrupted <laughs> by an episode of the Firefly Funhouse, which we hadn't seen. We hadn't seen those characters. Well, we saw them in human form, human humanoid form at Extreme Rules, uh, but we hadn't really seen them in puppet form. I don't think since uh, Bray Wyatt last uh, was employed by WWE. That's pretty much the whole storyline. Now these two <laughs> people are going to fight. Um, the LA Knight thing is is interesting. Um, kind of on its own terms, but just in terms of the Bray Wyatt story that they're telling, I think that the biggest issue is this. I mean, the Roman Reigns storyline has been going on for however long, over a year, and it's continuously, continually, continuously interesting. Yeah. But we don't have a great track record with the Bray Wyatt character, and I think overall, uh, the fans are not giving this one the benefit of the doubt in terms of, is it going to pay off? Right? Is this is everything going to hold together? Is this going to is, is am I going to be as happy at the end of this storyline or happier than I was when Bray debuted at Extreme Rules or re-debuted at Extreme Rules? I, I don't know. How do you think the storytelling is going? I think it is. I love LA Knight, man. Like I'm an LA Knight fan. Me too. I think he's just like he's such a throwback, but such a like you know he's not like a young new guy but like he's still somebody you could tell they got big plans for i'm such a fan of his style uh i love his character i'm willing to wait it out to see where they go with it you know um i think a lot of us have sort of forgotten sort of like what really makes bray wyatt stand out and that is um his presentation Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think everybody that has a little bit of uh, apprehension about what Bray's going to do, I mean, think about it. We're still raving about, like, that incredible debut, well, re-debut that he had um, a few weeks back. And he didn't even wrestle. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're yeah. still talking about that. So I'm willing to bet that Bray's had something cooked up and the entire long-term storyline team has got something cooked up that's going to be different than anything we've seen, especially as that he's had this much time to really think about it. Like, I don't think we're going to get the same old... Like, maybe we get the same Fiend music. Maybe. Maybe. Mm-hmm. But, like, I think the presentation is going to be something that we're going to be talking about for a while. And I think even though, you know... LA Knight's put in this position where, and a lot of people are put in positions where if they're new and they're trying to establish them, they got to win their first big match, right? And I think because this has gone on so long, I don't think that's necessarily the case for LA Knight. He's no, because LA since. Knight is now a fixture, uh, you know, in the SmackDown top right. tier. Right, exactly. So he wrestles and he's a voice and like, I'm just a, I, I, I think it's going to, they're both going to be better off in the long run after this is done. You know, I think mm-hmm. they've put in enough time and I think Bray's got something up his sleeve. I don't know what it is, but I think that whole team has something up his sleeve to make sure that that match and the the the, the presentation and everything that comes with Bray is something we haven't seen before and something we talk about. If you're a fan of his in-ring work, great. You but think, you know, that's what that's not what we come for Bray for. You know what I mean? Do you like think we we're going to get any more any any more information on this, the bigger story that they're telling at the Rumble? Are we going to get more? I mean, we got to, right? I mean, like Alexa Bliss is involved, right? She's kind mm-hmm. of already. They've kind of already they even mentioned her in the breakdown. Yeah, yeah. They and there's the whole thing about whether or not Uncle Howdy. I mean, people are fairly certain that Bo Dallas is playing Uncle Howdy. I asked before on the show whether it would anybody would care in any real way if it was revealed to be him. Like, oh, it's Bo Dallas. Like, would that be it? <laughs> um, I do. I think to me, like, listen, the storyline to me people are acting like there's it's like contradicting and it's super complicated. I think it's pretty straightforward. And I might've said this before. I think to me, it's always been pretty straightforward. Bray Wyatt or Wyndham Rotunda, whoever like the baseline level of this dude is, is a regular guy with some serious mental issues (laughs) that has to sort of like embrace these demonic characters in a multiple personality sort of way in order to be a wrestler. And it's this sort of split personality or, or, you know, you can make it more spooky than that, whatever. I see and, what you're saying. And he comes out to the ring and he's just like, listen, guys, it's just me. It's just Wyndham Rotunda. I'm just a regular guy. I appreciate all the kind words, everything you've said about me. And then this other half of him is like, who's, who is characterized now by Uncle Howdy, is determined to make him a vicious monster again. 
And it's and so basically, like Uncle Howdy, when Uncle Howdy is in charge, he sets up all this shit to happen for when Wyndham Rotunda is in charge, right? He like he he hires the dude to wear the Uncle How the Uncle Howdy ma- mask and come out and do stuff. He records the Uncle Howdy promos. It's, this is Wyndham doing it himself. He's recording it as Uncle Howdy to play when he's not in control of the mind, right? Like this, and to me, that's what's going on here. Um, and all the other characters have been versions of iterations of personalities, whatever. Um, and so, but it's all just one dude. So to me, it's like, that's more interesting than like, here's a guy. And if it's Bo Dallas or, you know, who are the other people that were theorizing here? Cameron Grimes, Vincent <laughs> from Ring of Honor, like whatever. Like it's, you know, I think it's, or Alexa Bliss, you know, right, right. With, with, with stilts. That's more interesting than all of those things. I don't know how Alexa fits in, and I'm not sure if she's gonna how meaningful her tie-in's gonna be. But I don't know. Isn't that isn't that enough? Yeah, it's more than enough. Like I don't know what people are. I think people's frustration is coming more from the lack of ring time. Yeah, you know, and and the fact that Bray does a lot, even when he was wrestling a lot and every week. Most of the times he'd just be talking a lot. And even like certain performers would be like, dude, we have no idea what you're talking about. What you what are you getting at? You know what I mean? Wow. Like you're just talking a lot of circles and riddles. Um, I mean, that being said, I mean, it's gonna be hard for him to sort of like justify, I guess, like what fans sort of believe in him. But I think knowing him, not knowing him, but like knowing how much effort they're gonna put into this, the fact that it's a sponsored match and all these other things, like it's not gonna just be a, it's not gonna be a regular old let's grapple arm drag type of shit. Like I think we've mm-hmm. kind of established that it's gonna be a theater, it's gonna be show, it's gonna be something that we haven't seen before, and something that's gonna be put a lot of effort into it. Just like the effort that was put into the QR codes and the effort that was put into yeah. the debut and the effort that was put into all that other stuff. Like it's gonna oh, be man. something that we hadn't seen yet. So like it's really hard to be like, well, if they don't do this. It's going to be seen as a disappointment. It's like, well, we don't know because we don't know. I've never yeah. seen a pitch black match. I've never seen LA Knight in that sort of situation, that big match sort of thing for WWE. And we haven't seen Bray wrestle in, what, two years? Two years now? 800, mm-hmm. however long Roman's been champion has been the last time we've seen <laughs> Bray yeah. White wrestle a match. So, Well, when you talk about him wrestling, I mean, back when he wrestled, it's not like he ever wrestled that much to begin with, but that was the real... One of the real benefits to having the Wyatt family around is you could have him in six-man tags. And he so he's technically wrestling, but he's not getting overexposed, right? Mm-hmm. He can still sort of save the big single stuff for the pay-per-view. So, yeah, I'm not saying he shouldn't be a solo. He should be a solo act. I just think he should hire Bo Dallas and Cameron Grimes and Vincent and, you know, whoever as his, like, henchmen. You know, and like let him and let those guys, you know, do most, you know, work with him in tag matches and stuff like that. I think that's a really solid formula. Um, and I agree. I think that this is, I'm very interested to see what they do with the pitch black match because yes, it's sponsored. It's inherently sort of silly, but it's an opportunity and they've made a lot of their opportunities so far. Um, I'm very like, it's, it's, I I think kind of what gets me the most about this, it goes back to what I was saying at the beginning is like, it give, this is going to change the way that we, well, WWE Creative is a little bit of a moving target right now. But if the if WWE Creative stays in the, you know, with the power structure that it has now, this has the potential to change the way that we watch wrestling. And I, I know that sounds like overblown, but like if this pays off, then it changes then we don't we were not going to look at future long-term teases with such trepidation, mm-hmm. such doubt anymore. You know what I mean? Am I crazy? Am I overstating it? I don't think you're overstating it. I don't think you're overstating it. I just think, uh, man, this is this is the magic of Bray, I guess. Right? He keeps you kind of guessing. He does. <laughs> so this is what he does. So we'll see. We shall see how it goes. Mm-mm-mm. Man, do you think? Do you think he's he's gonna? There was, you know, the Firefly Funhouse happened last week. Now, a lot of people are saying, is he going to play the fiend? I mean, my guess is no. My guess is that these are just teases towards these different elements of his personality. But I don't think we're going to see like him coming out as a different character every week, right? Mm-mm. Um, I, mean, I don't know. It's impossible to predict. It really is. It really freaking is. I have no idea. But I'm Brian, nice. who do you think is going to wrestle at the Rumble? Ooh, I think it's going to be the fiend. Uh, it has you to think be it's going to be full fiend? Yeah, it's got to be. God, never black. go full fiend. 
It is a bit. It does fit, but it does suit the pitch black match theoretically. Which everybody gonna have their phones out. You know what? It's gonna be. It's gonna be all of them. That's a. That's Ooh. the. Listen. It's a. Bla- it's a pitch black match. It has. It's the perfect opportunity for like him to duck into the shadows and come back out as somebody else, <laughs> mm-hmm. or have people uh, dressed the, up as other. Yeah. Stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, he, everybody like can make an appearance, rules. just like all the just like all the characters did at Extreme Rules. Mm-hmm. La Knight, well, he might La Knight might die, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Just give him a microphone before he does, and I'm down. It's gonna we got to awesome. get out of here. We'll be back on Thursday. You want to get in some plugs before we go, Kaz? Yeah, man. Uh, you can catch me on Say Less with Kaz O'Keefe and Rosie every Monday. You can catch me at Points Bet USA on my show Count It, talking all things NBA. Uh, you can catch me on new episodes of This Is Awesome uh, for the Raw 30th anniversary, which I think should be out this week as well. And you can catch me on The Ultimate Show this week on w, uh, Peacock. I almost called it WWE Network. You can catch me on The Ultimate Show on Peacock doing our mock Royal Rumble, uh, Ultimate Royal Rumble with Sam Roberts, Matt Camp, and Ryan Popola. So catch me wherever you can catch me. Uh, you can find me here. You can find me on the press box. You can find me on the book of wrestling, which is still uh, being produced. I'm sorry for the delay. Um, uh, oh, you I can got check one out. more thing to post. I got one more thing to talk about. Do it. WrestleMania weekend, guys. Yeah. Wale, Wale Mania announcements coming soon. Ooh. <laughs> I would keep your eyes peeled for February, early February. I'm, I won't say a specific day, but first week of February. Wally Mania information and announcements incoming. Wow. (laughs) I'm excited. Um, Also, you should be excited about um, Wednesday Worldwide, the new show we have on Wednesdays on this very feed that Brian's a part of. Uh, I was on last week. Um, Of course, check out Cheap Eat and The Masked Man, which are both twice a week now. Um, I think that's it. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for being our friends. Uh, Apologies as always to John Moxley. We'll see you back here later this week. Humanoids. Peace.